Enrollment is now open for the BDF Gibney Connect at Gibney in New York City. Join the Bates Dance Festival in Gibney for our sixth annual five-day winter intensive. Focused on inspired dancing and creative exchange, this intensive is designed for intermediate and advanced dancers. To see a full listing of the faculty, visit BatesDanceFestival.org upcoming events. We hope to see you there. Come on, Lewiston, you can do it. Welcome to Inside Dance, a podcast that celebrates the Bates Dance Festival artists and teachers. I'm Lindsay LaPointe, media supervisor for the festival. This episode features Nora Chipamire, who has been challenging embracing stereotypes of African and the black performing body, art, and aesthetic. She's a graduate of the University of Zimbabwe School of Law and holds a master's degree in dance and a master's degree in fine arts in choreography and performance from Mills College. She has studied dance in Africa, Cuba, Jamaica, and the U.S., and has performed worldwide. The work she presented, called Portrait of Myself as My Father, takes place in a simulated boxing ring in which Chipamere, Senegalese dancer, Pape Ibrahima Indiaye, also known as Kaulak. Joining them in the singular performance event is Jamaican-born, Brooklyn-based dancer Shamar Watt, who plays the coach, corner, man, cheerleader, shadow. The black African is here. My name is Nora Chipaumire. Um, I'm an artist. I make live art. Um, at Bates College. I've been um, ensconced in a studio uh, building work that is going to premiere um, this fall. Um, and also, um, uh, secondly, uh, performing a portrait of myself as my father, which is a work that has been on the road for the past close to five years or maybe even more. Um, and also, finally, uh, teaching or let's say sharing uh, uh, knowledge or interrogating knowledge with um, fellow dance makers Great. or people who make things. <laughs> That's what I've been doing here at Bayes College and it's uh, 2018. We're very lucky to uh, have this space, uh, the Garnet uh, uh, Theatre, which is a black box with almost nothing in it. We love black boxes. Um, in there I was able to um, work on uh, part two and three of, uh, of a triptych uh, uh, or trilogy, three-part uh, performance album that is, perf that is uh, premiering this fall. Uh, the title of which is provocative uh, intentionally. Um, session one is called Hashtag Punk. Session two is 100% Pop. And session three is Star Nigger. Um, they are all sound-driven uh, uh, scores or let's say physical scores or it, it's really hard to describe what they are because they kind of don't exist in the uh, dance world as it is known and, and so part of my reason to push this language of live art. Um, that I am, I'm interested in almost everything that the body can do, uh, which means also its sonic production as well as its uh, physical gesture. Um, so, I mean, for many years I've, uh, well, I, I would say even from the beginning of my career, I've, uh, I was kind of forced uh, to use uh, uh, text or to use the voice in part because I couldn't, you know, people couldn't really understand what I was doing. <laughs> so I found myself having to explain a great deal of what I was doing 
inside of the performance of the work. And so I've been uh, amping this up a lot, pushing, pushing this side of, of it. Lo and behold, it, uh, uh, another thing called a performance lecture uh, suddenly blossomed in, in, in the art world. And uh, I was like, oh, I've been kind of doing this for a very long time. Um, and, and so to uh, also then engage with that, uh, uh, concept of what could be a performance lecture inside of uh, of a live performance, um, and all of these kind of thoughts and inquiries uh, brought me to some of the uh, things that matter a lot of me, which uh, for for me, which is sound. Uh, punk uh, is is a, a very beautiful, youthful provocation. Um, which I think has gone quite literally underground but still thrives. Uh, pop is a very interesting mass kind of consumption uh, 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 product. Um, also very interested in how um, popular things spread ideas that could be subversive in, in nature and, uh, and how perhaps uh, we can learn what art is through popular structures. And the third session, which is really driven by Congolese rumba, is um, uh, my salute to African artists, and particularly the musicians, and especially uh, uh, the Congolese rumba, which has been masterful in uh, 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 provoking all kinds of uh, amazing innovations in what can be called African sounds, but basically sound is just a vibration, so there's no such thing as an African sound or as a European sound, it's all just a vibration, really. So in the studio then, I've been uh, uh, in corroboration um, with uh, certain other characters. Uh, Aleva Jude Dovongo, who is from Chad, uh, Jamena, uh, for the third session, uh, Star Nigger. Uh, Atia Khan, uh, who is from South Africa, um, a fourth generation African <laughs> of East Indian descent. Um, uh, Shama Wayne Watt, um, who is a first generation, I guess, Jamaican American. Um, and myself. And we've also had help from uh, Natalie um, Romero, who is Colombian and is an immigrant to America. So, you know, the, 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 uh, um, the, the, the people uh, who populate the space are just as important as kind of uh, the ideas that are, I, I'm chasing down. Um, so voila, that's what we've been doing in Gannett, and we've had two open studios. Even though, um, in fact, those were two formal uh, open studios, but uh, my practice is, uh, is constantly open. You know, uh, people can come in anytime. Um, so there were, there were drop-ins uh, very frequently, um, pretty much all day long. Um, I find that uh, the work, uh, whatever the questions are, um, really start to come alive uh, when other bodies confront them. My process and my practice are kind of uh, one and the same thing. Uh, things are unfolding in the live act of, of doing. So I've, I've been um, uh, really kind of... Uh, I guess I was never really um, happy with the way things were taught. Like um, in many ways, I'm uh, kind of questioning the academia too, and how uh, how so-called artists are taught, or professional artists are taught to build things, and then to uh, present things. I have a uh, deep uh, suspicion about all those uh, uh, teachings. So the way I make my work is, is, is basically live. I just, I just go through the idea through uh, from A to Z without really stopping and then just interrogating it very loudly. So it's a very live, 
chaotic uh, state of, of, of beingness that um, I thrust uh, not just myself but anybody else who's in the studio. Um, and things emerge in that way. It's it's almost like life. Like I I, I do believe that uh, uh, life itself is such a beautiful so-called composition, if you can call it that. Or it's an event, or it's an experience. It's more true that it's an experience. Uh, and so the practice of experience is what I'm kind of engaged in as opposed to the practice of uh, organizing something into towards abstraction. I'm very much interested in how you go from a concept into a very real live situation um, and then allowing for whatever happens um, in the moment to be its true, truest manifestation. A, a portrait of myself as my father came first, or at least the, the, the idea came first, and uh, very quickly on its heels, a proposition uh, for me to direct a film. Um, and, and it made sense to uh, uh, take some of the ideas that um, are uh, manifesting and portrait of my, in, in, the, in, the, in the live form, in the living form, and uh, try and see uh, what they could look like um, on film or, or in, in, in another media that seems related um, um, to liveness uh, but doesn't quite get there. Um, so uh, film, for instance, I'm interested in how film freezes the moment. Uh, once you've captured it, that's it, that is, it's for life. Uh, as opposed to the live act, which will constantly change. You know, minute by minute, you know, your, 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 your cells are, 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 are shifting. Uh, daily, you are shedding and or you are acquiring uh, new information, what you eat, what you see, everything affects uh, uh, who you are. Uh, and so, the, so, yes, for the past five years, portrait of myself as my father has uh, found itself, uh, you know, showing its many, many different faces. Uh, what has stayed true is uh, uh, myself, Kaulak, who started it first. Then we were joined by uh, Shama. Uh, that combination of people has remained uh, true, uh, which is kind of unbelievable. In the in the you know kind of performative world that that that, that we live in, um, including also our uh, sound designer and uh, technical director Philip White, I actually started working on the project with Philip, and he's uh, and then he went away, and now he's back again to the project. Also, uh, quite an amazing fit. So, uh, 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 Afro promo number one. Uh, King Lady uh, is, 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 is meant to kind of uh, <laughs> say, add more uh, salty the waters, like kind of, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a nice, you can see that it's related to a uh, 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 portrait of myself as my father, but then it becomes its own thing uh, altogether uh, because of the differences of what, what film can do and does do really well, and what the living body uh, can do and does really well in, in live performances. It's also a very short film. Um, it's also a, a, a my kind of um, provocation to uh, how do we deal with uh, machines? Um, a camera is a machine. Um, I think dance suffers uh, and, and never quite wins against the machine, uh, never quite um, finds its own subjecthood. When a camera, it's, it's always, it becomes an object, uh, really. So that was one thing I was also trying to really interrogate uh, uh, with, with, with the short film and if it could be disturbed uh, if all those 
rules of how film is made could be disturbed as 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 we're sitting right now, right? Like, it's 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 uh, there's a camera and there's an ob and pretty much the the object in front of the camera serves the camera. Uh, the camera um, is stiff and immobile, and uh, many filmmakers prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for all kinds of uh, reasons, which I think are, could be good reasons. Uh, but in terms of capturing a moving body, um, I think it, it starts to really show its limitations. And that was one of the provocations for Afropoma number one, King Lady. I always make this this caveat. I'm not I'm not um, I'm not interested in teaching. I'm 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 interested in what could happen when a working artist um, is in conversation with uh, with other people, um, and then hopefully that dialogue uh, um, affords us the space to really interrogate what we think anything is. Um, as opposed to my, okay, this is how I do things and this is what I've done and it's my way or the highway, as I think there are um, uh, uh, numerous ways of doing uh, anything and everything that could meet the desire of the maker, right? So, yes, who I am uh, is always part of what that discussion is. It's, it's all I can bring to the table. Uh, so. I have to bring my love of sound, my love of the image, uh, my love of the cinematic, uh, my love of the gesture, my love of the politic, my love of philosophy, uh, my, 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 my real distaste, <laughs> racism and classism and um, uh, genderisms and all these uh, other isms that uh, have been really created uh, by men to oppress men. <laughs> you know, so yeah, all, all, all those uh, uh, attitudes and uh, belief systems um, are who we are and, 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 and really shape the, uh, the, the, the thing that, 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 that anybody makes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hope very much that uh, it'll be a vibrant um, exchange, uh, hopefully more of a vibrant interrogation, uh, a, a critique of learning processes, um, and maybe a building of uh, strategies also. I, I, think that, I think when I was a student, I was always dismayed, uh, really, and always suspected um, always suspected the ways um, that I was being taught uh, formally in, in, in institutions. Uh, and I have learned also quite a great deal out of institutions. And, and I'm very, very uh, keen to share some of those non-institutional um, ways of learning. I think in some ways, um, I personally try to, not try, I personally thrive to embody uh, this superhero daily. And that it's, it's a personal desire to be uh, this brave, <laughs> this courageous, this heroic, this ambivalent um, daily. Um, as far as has this character, um, do we see more evidence of this character in, in the world? Um, it's hard to say. It's, 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 it's hard to say. I, I, I know there's been a, a kind of a burst of, um, you know, whether it's bulletproof uh, Luke, Luke uh, Cage, um, uh, or is this Wakanda Wakanda business? Um, a Black Panther. Um, I did make the film before before these uh, uh, <laughs> before, before these characters uh, 
came on. I, I do think um, in, 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 uh, in praise of King Lady, uh, the propositions are still far ahead of what Luke Cage, I mean, Luke Cage is, is comically superheroic, you know. Um, I think a superhero uh, who is as fragile as My King Lady uh, has yet to be made, uh, who is dubious and questioning about the gender uh, uh, stereotype um, is, is something that the, the black thought universe uh, finds uh, perplexing um, or at least publicly unwilling to engage in uh, so much. I mean, for all sorts of political and historical reasons, I can completely understand why there is nervousness around, around uh, gender and sexuality issues. Um, uh, but also a, a superhero who can simply get down, you know, like, like, like to use time, space and force as, as, as the might, as, 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 as the power. Um, I, think, I think that's a, a, a very beautiful proposition which we haven't quite seen and I haven't seen uh, in, the, in, the, in the propositions that other people have been going for. So um, no, uh, I, I wish people would take um, the the plastic forms, or, or at least the, the the power of death. I mean, the body is is everything, is ultimately everything, capable of everything. So those people, whether you call it dance or it's live art or whatever, uh, uh, to use that as the ultimate thing, that's uh, the ability to bend time or to shape a line uh, or to uh, provoke sound um, is massive, I think, super, super generative uh, and without being uh, trite godly as we are made in the image of God. Uh, and so, yeah, I think such a superhero needs to be uh, uh, thought of a little bit more, um, yeah, and and I, I really did want uh, uh, Afro promo number one King Lady uh, to get uh, massive exposure uh, and and continue to think about what that could look like. Um, uh, that short film circulates in very artsy kind of circles, um, and, and, and beautifully so. Um, you know, I, I do think that's a world I also belong to happily and have no quarrels with those kind of exclusive margins. I started working in broadcasting uh, while, while I was a high school student. Um, I was a radio actor, um, and then I moved on to become a radio DJ, and then a club DJ, um, all the while negotiating high school and then university. Uh, of course, in university I was studying law. Um, um, and law, well, uh, Law is a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I, I think now I understand um, why it was law as opposed to something else because I had the grades for uh, um, anything else. Uh, but I was in law because I'm, I'm interested in um, humanity and justice and this whole propositions of jurisdictions, uh, um, how humanity is governed by laws that are created by man and um, and how then this um, kind of makes the kind of people who we are, the humans who we are. Um, but yes, I was always multitasking. I've always, uh, I think I'm super ADD or whatever. <laughs> Um, I've always been super able to multitask and, and, and always thought 
that everything fed something else. I mean, I even studied um, uh, fashion design. Um, you know, uh, uh, anything that had to do with the body. Uh, you know, so how the uh, uh, radio has everything to do with how we uh, old-fashioned, how we get information. Um, and then the actual announcer is always a voice. Uh, so it was a very good cultivation development period for me for how to think of the power of the voice. Uh, so you hear something, but you don't see the person. Um, and now the voice is uh, pretty much front and center uh, to a, a great deal of what I do right now. Um, I wanted to be Spike Lee in many ways. I wanted to make films. I, you know, so so I think coming out of the law, this how do you advocate? How 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 do you? Uh, what is the jurist? What? Uh, how do you uh, create? You know, so. Whether it's visual, it's audio, or it's the way we dress, or the way we sit, uh, everything goes into this complex uh, question of what is human, who is human, when is a human a human? Uh, because the law tells you, <laughs> you know, clearly laws said uh, this human who was black and African was less human, or if you had one eighth of a drop of, you were therefore of a different race, or you know, uh, all these things are necessary to understand and critique. And so when we are looking at a performing body, my, uh, uh, my thinking is always going to the completeness of what that is. What am I looking at? The history um, and also the possible futures. Um, right. So I think uh, in, uh, in Leonardo da Vinci's time, the Renaissance, whatever, uh, I, I could have been like really at home <laughs> in, in, in that kind of Renaissance uh, um, uh, space. Everything feeds everything. I, I, don't, I don't think um, light is space. You know, without light, you're not able to see the space. You know, sound is also space. Sound allows you. Uh, to kind of uh, feel space and the elasticity of space uh, is kind of ignited by, by sound even. You know, I mean, everybody says, oh, this room is very lively, you know, oh, it's dead. You know, how, how, how is that possible? You're describing a room, right? Uh, so that the, the, the sound, the, the, the acoustics of a space become really uh, fundamental. Oh, this, this space feels warm, uh, as if whoever inhabited it before left really good energy in there. So bodies in space. All of it is a dance, right? So yeah, I, 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 I'm interested and fascinated endlessly about everything. <laughs> if I had time to study everything, I, 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 I would. And perhaps through live art, we are allowed or kind of uh, afforded an opportunity to study everything that makes us human. Everything. We now go to the community event held in Portland, Maine at Space. Myron Beasley helped facilitate a conversation with the company. Well, thank you everyone for coming out tonight. It is truly an honor and uh, privilege to have uh, Nora here along with Koalak and Shamar uh, this week for the dance festival. And also, uh, I think they'll be back in the, hopefully in the fall or the, the winter at Bates. Uh, but it's a truly a, a great honor uh, as they'll be presenting some of their work tomorrow and on Friday. And so our conversation primarily is uh, sort of loose, but also about notions of process, uh, notions of what it means to, to dance. Um, and I think all of them have a great deal to say about dance, movement, culture, and performance. Um, from what we, we had a similar discussion the other day uh, in another town in Lewiston, and I began by just simply asking them what does it mean to dance, or what does dance 
what does dance mean to them? Or how do they come to this notion of dance? And I think it was such a provocative start that we should begin that way tonight, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, thank you, Myron. The, hello, everybody. Uh, Kaulag is the name. I'm from a Wolof tribe in Senegal, West Africa, the Smiling Coast. Uh, I dance because I have the name of my grand, 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 granddaddy and their grand, 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 granddaddy. And I feel like I'm the chosen one in the family to carry this story and the name to perpetuate this thing into the future with the dance because I'm not alone and I think I will never be alone. So those voices, those people, those life that has has fought for me to be here, become the man who I am or the guy who I am, they just required me to dance. Yes, that's, I, I dance for the spirit of my ancestor. Hello, I'm Shamar, Shamar Watt. Um, what dance means, uh, um, yeah, there's really no, no separation from how I live my life. You know, I kind of, like the philosophy that we have, like our life is the, is the dance, you know, like the very decisions that we make, how we go about our daily um, courses and, um, using that like as a mechanism as a as a tool to very to interrogate this idea of dance and to broaden this idea of dance um yeah i believe i i have a i'm conscious and i'm and i'm like fully believe that i've been called to do this yeah it's definitely a calling i believe to do this i mean this type of work that we do um, live art, experimental art, or, yeah, so it's basically just, you know, my just, I mean, just the other day I talked about the breath, you know, by, by just being cognizant of the, the breath, each breath we take, like, you know, each inhale, exhale, there's a certain death and a certain life, you know, that cycles, and, like, being cognizant of the breath, having life, um, an animated life, you know, that's the dance. That's the dance for me. <laughs> if that answer your question, kind of. Um, hi, everybody. Hi. Um, yeah, I, I, I really hate to use the microphone because I think my voice is super strong enough. Uh, I can occupy any space which uh, in itself is a dance um, to occupy space, uh, basically, to be fully alive now. Um, the question uh, asks for more questions. It's not a simple one to answer. Um, it's easy to reduce it. Um, I like to say that I make uh, live art, living art. So everything that is living uh, has uh, dance inherent in it. Um, yeah, so, w so what else can I say? Uh, the way we're seated right now uh, is a bit of an awkward dance. Um, it, would, it, it would be uh, slightly easier for us all to be in conversation and in a more perfect dance if we were closer to each other. If we didn't have this up on stage and you down there, um, very, very, very Eurocentric setup here, uh, and not at all how I would organize it. Uh, but clearly, somebody wants us to be in the light <laughs> and wants you to be in the dark. So maybe if we could, if we could, uh, like, um, I don't know, could we sit on the ledge? Can we get a little bit closer? Can this conversation become a little bit more intimate, more real? Uh, instead of this kind of divide, could we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that would be a beautiful dance. Too, as well, right? <laughs> why don't we just sit on the, the, the... And we can be in each other's funk. 
not. Ah. Okay, let's start again. Well, but that also breeds to this, uh, this concept of dance. And she mentioned, like, oh, this is really Eurocentric setup. But this notion of dance in which you embrace in your work, and as you alluded to, is a way of being. It's just not this quote-unquote notions of art, right? Um, and also when uh, Koelik talked about his movement is about archiving, you know, it's about uh, bringing in a history of his father, his great-grandfather, and, and all of his ancestors. So to think about the body and dance as not just a vehicle for communication, but it is a language, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, even in you having us move here is helping us to possibly think about other ways of thinking and other ways of being and so many ways in which we are trained to think about art and dance and movement. There's something that you said once in one of your talks. She has a great TED talk, by the way, if you've not seen it, it's really, really fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. And, <laughs> and you say that dance is this language. And I want you to talk about that just a little bit. Um, as I sort of suggested that, you know, it's not a vehicle for communication, but it is in and of itself a language. Can you talk about that a bit? Um, I can try. I can try. Yeah. Um, uh, May I just preface that by saying, I am Shauna, uh, Zimbabwe. <laughs> right? Let's hear it for Zimbabwe. Uh, we can do this too. Um, so I come from a culture, um, uh, from a Shauna language, a spoken language, um, uh, that has really uh, English pales um, in comparison to my mother tongue. Uh, so a great deal of my struggle has been working within uh, in the so-called art world, trying to elucidate uh, concepts and ideas that um, uh, Shona people understand inherently uh, but there are no words that match in the English language. You know, uh, part of the poverty that colonialism <laughs> uh, kind of uh, gave us was this language, English, um, to the detriment, really, of our capacity to be able to uh, read and speak with the body. Um, Clearly, those of us who are immersed in what the body can do and does do understand it to be speaking always. Uh, so its language is, 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 is both um, uh, secret but also very public at the same time. Like, like, like that idea of just being absolutely there but not at the same time. It's, it's a language. It's a way to speak that most people that I grew up around would know exactly what you mean when that mask arrives. So what can I say? You know, you can, you can become something else. and say something else in the moment by just shifting your alignment, shifting the temperature. It's a language. The problem in the West is uh, we've been sort of um, forced into an inability to read the fullness of the body, especially the black body, to, to read it. We can only read it when, um, uh, when, we can read certain things about the black body, danger, sexuality, predator, 
So how come that those things are there? Why are those legible at a greater extent than other things that the body is saying or has the capacity to say? So clearly the body is a language, it is speaking. Legibility, um, oh, your uh, uh, capacity to read it depends on you know who you are, everything, your ideology, whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then we go back to how we got here, uh, why this African person is sitting here in, in, in front of you talking about what the body says, um, <laughs> or what it could say, or what it doesn't say. Um, you know, and, and I like to think that a great deal of what can what it can say uh, could be also weaponized. Um, so that perhaps the physical body itself, the matter of the body can propel us into um, our futures, uh, better futures, maybe. Mm. Uh, without you know you know so the, so the so speaking is already so compromised. Here we are speaking in English, which is a second language to me, and I'm always kind of curious. Is it I for all of us? All for all of us? All of us. Or third or fourth? Uh, you know, so always a constant questioning of: Are you actually saying? Am I actually saying what I mean to say? And hopefully where that language stops, my actual body uh, takes on the job. And uh, um, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> it's complicated. Well, that's it. That's it. And I think that's one thing that I would say about your performances. And that complication mirrors life. I mean, you... you I love that switch. Like, like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't going anyway. No. <laughs> No, I thought it was a great segue. <laughs> Good for you, Myron. Awesome. You know, but it is about notions of complications. And as you mentioned before, uh, particularly, I think, in our training in the West, we understand identities as a singular, linear thing instead of negotiating multiple pieces of who we are. And that life is complicated, but we, we want to think that it's simplistic it's black and white. Mm. And so I think one thing that you help us do in your performances is to remind us not, o not only of the messiness, but also the multiple layers. Mm. Hmm? Yeah. The multiple layers. So to, in just this simple discussion, we talked about notions of language. And I think all, every single one of us, and this is also something about your performances that I, I sincerely appreciate, is this um, multiple understanding of Africa, African countries, African identities, African uh, communities, um, blackness and black Africanness, right? So even amongst your, your, your dancers, your co-workers, you know, yeah. we have a Jamaican, someone of Jamaican descent, right? Um, and we have someone of Senegalese descent. Hmm? Uh, and so you incorporate these multiple layers in your performances and your work, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and so can you speak to why, why is that significant and why is that important um, the or not? Multiplicity is, is, is super, super engaging. First of all, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's never a dull moment, right? Um, the complexity of black thought, if I may uh, use mm -hmm. such a, a, bro a broad wo word, uh, the complexity of uh, black thought or African thought, Africa on the continent, African outs Africa outside of the continent. I, I've been I've been really uh, um, loving this idea of um, uh, you know it's not so much the diaspora, it's Africa. And there's something like really also exciting about thinking of uh, the, the, the African presences everywhere um, as, as we just took over the world, really. <laughs> We're everywhere. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and everywhere we go, we try, we, you know, we shift. 
was shift. We are dub was shift. This is true. Uh, and and all those nuances. How can we kind of bring them into one place? Uh, Senegal, the uh, French Africa is nothing like Frank English Africa. Save gray. It's it's they they are absolutely worlds apart. Um, it's easier for me to perhaps work with um, an American-based Jamaican than it is to work with a fellow African from the continent. Um, we still continue as if uh, you know the empires exist, mm -hmm. and we cannot mm -hmm. you know cross this divide. Uh, so the work wants to cross these um, uh, divides that are really just false. And, and try and create this uh, part that is super, super complicated about who we are in the different time zones that we all kind of emerge from and also in, in the different languages we bring. So in, in the work, Portrait of Myself as My Father, um, which you know is primarily about my own father, uh, Webster, Barnabas, Chipamire. It is also about uh, Shamar's father, um, and 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 he comes to it in his patois, in his you know, in his Jamaicanness. It is also about how like Papa Ibrahim and Jai's father, and he comes to it in his Wolof, in his French, in his you know, oh, you know, like all of that is is a way to construct right uh, the complexity of who we are. And I don't even think we scratch the surface, really. I think we, you know, uh, 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 we kind of just shed a little bit light at how complex and how marvelous yeah. uh, this, this, this black thought universe is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you alluded to just a moment ago, I'd, I'd like for us to talk a little bit about the forthcoming performance. And those of you who are not familiar with it yet, um, they're situated in a boxing rink. And so the performance is a portrait and it's in a boxing rink. So why boxing? I mean, isn't that colonial? Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I, I own that too. Shit. Oh, okay. There's no running away from that. It's it happened. It's a reality. It's yeah. a it's a it's a truth. Um, yeah, super, super colonial, but a beautiful art form, a beautiful dance. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I come to boxing to look at it as as a dance. That's like, but also but as a blood sport. And it's also the other part of it, you know. Boxing has this unique history in the sense that it's something that repulses us and we sometimes think of it as barbaric and so forth, but it's also something that, um, you know, we're fascinated by. Uh, it is one of the major sports that is broadcast on television. It amasses a lot of capital. People may not admit it, but, you know, we watch it and why. Right, because we love it. We love to see people just bash each other in. We like to take sides. We like to root for the guy in our corner. We just, we, we just, you know. Um, I think human nature is super, super violent and you know dubious. Anyway, um, yeah. So what can I say? We like to see people go at each other. It it, it allows us to purge our own resentments, our own hatreds, we kind of project that onto somebody else, and then we cheer the person, we think, oh, they, they, they embody the, the, our own violence, right? Because, you know, maybe we're too timid and not courageous enough to go boing somebody over the head, uh, but somebody else can do that for us. Um, you know, so, so, so there's, something, there's something about that, of allowing somebody else to take on your shit and then cheer them on, you know. And, and you know, sports in general, you know, like I, 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 I was hoping for, for the War of the Roses, the English versus the French myself, because um, I've got nothing about, against the Croatians, you know. Um, <laughs> For World Cup soccer, you know, I wanted to, to, to see the wars of the empires, you know. But then again, I ended up having to root for Team Africa, which is the French, the French. team. Mm -hmm. Right. 
what and all, like what else, what else to do. So there is something about you know your team, kind of carrying all your hopes. Uh, when it's a boxer, though, so, so 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 say you know, I mean Tyson was a fearsome dude uh, until he beat the ear of that guy. Then it was just like really like oh no, what's going on now? Um, but the power, the anger he had. I, I mean, I, I, I could, I could, I could really uh, relate to that. Uh, the, 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 the quickness, the speed in which he annihilated whoever else came, you know, opposite him. Mm-hmm. I, I felt, I felt, I felt, and I still feel like that. That um, the, 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 as live art should have this um, same power. Uh, to obliterate the opposition. Really. Really. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's the British, what can I say? They, they, they implanted such violence in me. <laughs> even, even so elegantly. So, Kolek, what about you and boxing? Oh, yeah. You're freaking funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I knew boxing through my daddy, supporting a lot Mike Tyson, big time. But me, I'm more interested in wrestling. In Senegal, we have wrestling. You, we, you, we grew up with it. You know, when there's the moonlight, we just wrestle each other. Man has woman, everybody wrestle. And uh, one of my idols is from Kaulak. He picked up the name of Tyson. He was huge. He became champion. And he put the money up. He put the money like for 100, 100 million. If you don't pay me 100 million, I will not come and fight. And everybody hate him, but he was so popular. I, I was with him and he was from my neighbor, my village, from Kaulak, people that have brown tooth. You know, we're not from the capital. You know, I'm a country boy. Yeah. Oh, okay, because his community, most of them have the, the discoloration of teeth because of the, the minerals. The, the iron, iron and water. So versus the car, the capital. The, the capital. But it also also means that the teeth are super strong. Right. Yeah. So they're marked. So they're marked that way as the country people because okay. So it was a fight between countryside people and town boy, and my daddy was had one of his one of the biggest challenge of Tyson was Mustafa Gay, and my daddy grew up in this area, and with the brother of this fighter, and I was. My daddy was somebody that you cannot, he cannot say twice things. He, he was not violent, but he was firm. So that was the only occasion that I have in my life to just explore happiness in front of my daddy without no punishment. When my, when my fighter uh, win the fight of his fighter. So I would just explode and I just fall in love with Tyson, start doing all this wrestling, training like an athlete, having his poster all over my room. So that's how I just love this contact, the sport of contact. But and, and my daddy also put me to karate because I was not good in soccer. <laughs> I did capoeira also. And I I love I love fighting. I love taking position. I love defending my all everything, my everything to my team, dedicating myself to the team. I love challenges, but I want to be the winner. And yeah, that's how I get to just love the sport of, of, of boxing or whatever. But in the beginning, I was really not into it, just because of my daddy that you know, was a big fan of Mike Tyson. Yeah, but me, I'm, 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 a, I'm a wall of guy. I'm more into wrestling. You know, it's, it's more rich. In, in the culture way, in the, in the more visual way, it's more rich than boxing. Okay. Oh, we can debate that, huh? They don't dance in boxing. Uh, oh, they don't Ma- dance Ma- in boxing. They dance in boxing. On, on, on the stage, but we dance from the beginning till the end. The okay, right, right. Uh, this, so there's this, is, this is true. Uh, so Kalak is talking about Le Luteur Senegalese. It's a very ancient um, art form like uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, um, where, in fact, um, it's, it's a ritual and it's a ceremony. Uh, the fighters get super, super dressed up. 
And if you come to see our work tomorrow night and the night after, you see us also dressed in part as uh, Le Luteur Senegalese, meaning that we have all our gris gris. Gris gris is the voodoo. The, the yes, the juju, the mushonga, the uh, medicine belts. The, <laughs> hey, Zimbabwe. Mushonga. Africa. Hey, you know. <laughs> You can't live home without it. It's like American Express. Yeah. <laughs> it's our African Express. You can't live home without your juju day, without your voodoo. So let me just also slip into, you know, I mean, look it up. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing where the, uh, the wrestlers themselves have to dance. Their whole entrance into the arena is a dance. They come with their posse, uh, men and women, they drum, and you know, uh, and really the public judge them on, uh, on that because uh, like a Tyson fight, sometimes it, it goes down in 30 seconds and it's over. And, and you've ridden a bus for six hours to see this fight and it's over in 30 seconds. So what is, what is it that draws people? It's the whole ritual uh, that, that precedes the fight. Um, you know, so I was very much interested in, in working with this Shema, uh, basketball, football, American football is Jamaican, so motherfucker can run, right? <laughs> he should be able to run. <laughs> All Jamaicans can run. So I was very, I, I was very much interested in all the athletic traditions they mm -hmm. come from, and they have also practiced uh, 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 themselves. Um, and 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 in the work, I draw from all of that. But boxing is is uh, is important to me because of this idea of there is something you're fighting against. There's another corner, and that person in the corner has to come out, and you have to duke it out. So essentially, uh, uh, to, uh, I, I wanted to give my father, who we're all representing, who was just a colonial being, had absolutely no chance of surviving against uh, Mr. Cecil Joan Rhodes and company, um, uh, a fighting chance. Uh, the boxing ring has been a place where uh, black men have been able to really describe themselves, um, or at least uh, write their own emancipation. Uh, you know, even if it meant outside of the boxing ring that we're not getting far. And, and then we also discovered um, actually a connection to boxing, which is super, super important, which I didn't realize. Lewiston, right. 1965. What's my name? First minute, first round. Right? Muhammad Ali. In your kind of uh, Somaliland uh, down there. <laughs> Somalis have taken over, right? We love it. <laughs> We're like, like I said, Africa is everywhere. <laughs> Here we are, you, you know. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, that was a definitive moment. Yeah. Uh, well, clearly for Sonny Liston. <laughs> yeah, because even the loser has something at stake in the whole thing. Uh, but after that moment, you know, you were not going to say Cassius Clay and, and you know, with a straight face. Like, right. it just wasn't possible. So the power of that, that Ali was like, you are going to call me by the name I want you to call me by. To name that, that is emancipatory. It liberated us all. And I'm sure Nelson Mandela heard it and he was like, in his version of Wakanda, Wakanda. <laughs> right, whatever. <laughs> By all means necessary. So boxing, I, I think, is it's 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 really a profound art form. Yeah. Uh, it is really a profound. Uh, Joe Lewis, um, so many black men. So, of course, my reaching into uh, the American canon or that African canon that exists on uh, in the New World, it is also because I I, I grow up as a British subject not allowed to look at the African canon. Right. Not having Africans 
who I could say, oh, look at this. I mean, even Shaka Zulu was a buffoon. The way we were taught about Shaka Zulu, nobody wanted to have anything to do with that man. You know, so the, 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 the African in America were heroes and remain heroes in a way that they gave us an image of ourselves that we wanted and we could reach for. And Ollie could dance. Yes. He really could dance. A portrait. Um, the title is A Portrait of Myself Through My Father. Uh, so what does it mean for you to use this concept of a portrait in a boxing ring as a moment to sort of think about yourself and your father? Um, again, the boxing ring becomes a frame. You know, just the way, the, you know, the four corners, that's a frame, right? Like, like you know, that's... It's a literal. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, okay. it's really simply uh, also a frame. But a frame in which, um, it, it like, in the best of the Islamic art, uh, the beauty is in the margin. Mm. What's happening in the margin. Mm. So not so Absolutely. much in the center, right? Like, like Islamic art. Uh, gives us that ability of really reading yes. that 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 frame. So I, I uh, uh, we all try to explore uh, the outside of that frame as 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 much as dominate the center. But we know we dominate the center. But w you know this exploration of the margin, which then could also be read as uh, the the humanity. Um, or, or the fallibilities, the, the, uh, 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 the smallnesses, mm. right? Like the heroic nature of uh, black uh, athleticism, black masculinity. Of course, my father was a feeble uh, country teacher. He, wa he was a, a, a school teacher in the countryside. That's, that's wonderful. He was an educator. I'm an educator. So am I. You know, I'm an un unwilling educator. But it is true. My father, my father was a school teacher. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, a womanizer. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, a, a good-looking bastard. It was all of the, you know, so I try to reframe this portrait of, because, you know, I also just don't want to be part of this uh, whole uh, uh, selling of the black male as a failure. Right. Uh, because, as you rightly point out, he was an educator. He was an educator. Um, he was also an educated African. Not many of them in his generation. Um, but I wanted to make him even bigger than that, super, super heroic. Mm. So you will uh, witness us, you know, go for broke. <laughs> and there's super heroism. But what is happening in the out exterior of that frame is something that I feel you know, balances some of that, you know, um, heroic, he heroic gesture um, and kind of humanizes this man who I think, you know, like all our fathers, you know, I mean, you just don't come into the world with a, with a guidebook, right? How to be the best father possible. You know, especially when you have to deal with Ian Douglas Smith and your own father, who is, you know, um, just only engaged with his ancestor. You know, so my father, uh, you know, is, is, is that, that unfortunate African generation uh, whose parents were completely, utterly animists. Uh, uh, and he is born at a time where they have to engage with European invasion, the settlers coming and, you know, so absolutely and utterly 
um, in the midst of 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 of, the, of wars of culture. Uh, you know, so uh, in many ways, I'm trying to understand what it could have been to be in his shoes, and also redeem his failures, and you know, f you know, forgive the poor man. You know. Oh, also perhaps forgive myself. I am my father's daughter, after all. The African is here. This podcast was produced by the Bates Dance Festival at Bates College. Editing was Come done on. by myself, Lindsay LaPointe. Get and sit your ass down. Original music and sound score was by Philip White. <laughs> to find out more about Nora Chipamere, visit companychipamere.com. To find out more about the festival, visit BatesDanceFestival.org. We're here. Get over there and tell people to move. Now. <laughs>